Oh, <clears throat> did you record the podcast? Uh oh. Oh no, because Rhett missed his half. Oh, Rhett, were uh, you recording? Are you joking or not? Rhett, were you recording? No, he specifically said he wasn't recording the first half of the podcast on accident. Did it finally happen? Guys, we don't have a podcast this week. I'm sorry? <sighs> Fuck. I'm kidding! Oh my Oh my I, god. I hate you. I literally hate you I've been waiting so long to pull that. Pals the Socks Cast joining you once again. Just podcast palooza all up in this piece uh, here lately. And we here because it's the end of the week and we're here to talk about that big old list of games we had you guys compile about two years ago that we're finally getting <laughs> around to commentating on. Um, and we figured uh, it'd be a pretty cool idea to kind of, like, cap out this whole thing and kind of talk about, like, the last glut yeah. of entries uh, on the list. And since this list is Rhett's masterwork, I'm, I'm of course, joined by John and Rhett, of course. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I figured I'd go ahead and throw it over to my good pal, Rhett, uh, to drive this episode. Rhett, how's it going? Let's let's get this thing going. Hey! Hey, yeah, Rhett! So we had the idea to just kind of basically bullshit over the list because you know just kind of talk about some of the games as they come up and have a more conversational feel to the whole thing yeah and just kind of like put a cap on or a bow on the whole thing because man this thing feels like a journey like i've just not really wanted to work on this thing and i I apologize it has taken so damn long he's not really sorry because he told (laughs) me that everybody's choices were so garbage he was so demotivated (laughs) to finish it i mean this thing this thing has outlived the forum. Yeah, it actually did. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like, it's not really the sliders and socks present. I mean, I guess it is, but. So the list has 202 entries, and that is a fucking lot. So we're going to start at 76 for a very specific reason, because that is Voodoo Groove's number one game. I thought it'd be fun to, like, read everyone's number one. Yeah, so yeah, basically, so, like... Yeah. If, if, if you, do a, yeah, you're number one. If you submitted a list and you, you're number one, we're going to read your blurb about your number one. Yeah. So we're starting at 76 because that's the first one, and everything after that has more than two people voting for it. So without further ado, number 76 is Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Oh, that's a good game. Which is a pretty good game, and I sus- suspect it would have been higher if Pat had voted or if this had included, like, arcade games specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because because this is a console list, like I kind of understand why a Street Fighter game wouldn't do great. Oh, Street Fighter didn't Street Fighter I mean, Two Turbo do respectably? Yeah. I mean, those were that was a different time on the SNES. I like didn't even know Street Fighter Three had a console version actually. Dream, but anyways, this Dreamcast, was Dreamcast. Even come on now. Okay, I I told I've never played Street Fighter Three. Oh, it's a good game. 
Yeah. It is a good game. The number 76 best game of that generation. <laughs> Anyways, this was Voodoo Groove's number one, so let's see what he had to say. Quite possibly the greatest fighting game ever made. A set of characters way cooler than anyone who is in Street Fighter 2. A sweet soundtrack, gorgeous sprite animation. It's the whole package. Characters like Makoto, Dudley, and Q prove that you can be incredibly stylish and unique without having an over-the-top design with movements so perfectly suited to them and their martial expression. Parrying is the best. You feel so damn awesome, either after practicing a sequence for so long or throwing your virtual life on the line in a last-ditch effort, parrying a long streak of attacks and defeating an opponent who had you cornered. Third Strike, perhaps more than any game, really lets you get inside the mind of your opponent. It has such a dramatic, explosive impact on play that you just can't avoid it. This is the true. This is true of many fighting games, but the pairing system really exacerbates the benefit you gain from knowing exactly how the other person operates. It's an oddly great bonding experience. Basically, Street Fighter III Third Strike is an oddly fulfilling experience for virtually punching someone a lot, and it will make you better friends for doing so. Have you seen those Elena animations? I could oh. wa- I could watch her animate for hours. <laughs> yeah, I know I, who I, you I, mean. Yeah. Yeah. This. Maybe the best sprite work ever, basically, in this game. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is it 60 FPS sprites? No, it's 30. Oh, because they look, they look real good. They're like, 30 FPS, but I think most games at that time were aiming at 20 to 24. Mm-hmm. So it was a mm-hmm. huge step up yeah. in uh, in terms of uh, um, oh, yeah, like for animation sp- fidelity in terms of sprite work. Yeah, like even though Street Fighter Two probably runs at sixty, like the sprites are definitely not, not like there. There's yeah. like ten frames or something yeah. in the whole game. Yeah. So okay, so we're just gonna kind of be going through the list proper for a while, and if you have anything to say about these games, like throw something out. Number seventy-five, Capcom versus SNK Two. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> So these are the games that were chosen by more than one person, so that's why they're slightly higher. But yeah, maybe those were at the bottom of two people's lists. I would have definitely put Street Fighter Third Strike above this game. <laughs> well, it's not a particularly scientific method. No, it is not. <laughs> but I didn't know people liked the Capcom versus SNK Yeah, games. Yeah, mm-hmm. those games see, always seem to kind of get a eh reaction from most people uh-huh. that I talk well, to. Well, it's because... It's because Capcom made them, and they made all the SNK player, players characters play like Capcom characters, so yeah. they play worse. So they kind of like lose their identity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Number. They 70. like lose half their moves because Capcom characters have half as many moves, basically. Uh-huh. So none of the player characters feel the same, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. All right, continue, right? Okay. Number to, number seventy four. Yees for Ark of Napishtim. That that's a that's a good yeah. game. That seems which, like a cool game. Which E's four is that? The good one. That's no, three the... is the one with. Multiple. No, four also has multiple ones. Oh right? really? No, East I think five is the one with oh, multiple Jesus. ones. Uh, no, e- this East is East, East, like little, Ark of Napishtim <laughs> is East six. Wait. So Rhett, Rhett just misread it. Yes, I meant. Oh really? Okay. I, yeah. Okay. There's we, like we there are three a... East fours. There's one East five, and then there's the one East six. Yes. Well, you All guys right. just found a typo that I'm gonna have to fix before this goes. Yeah. Live. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Ark of Napishtim is really good. It's a good uh, kind of like 
it, it, it sort of introduced that style that was introduced in Oath oh, yeah. and Felgana and then East Origin. Uh, and it definitely has some kind of jank to it, but it's still a real solid game. It's hard as fucking balls, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah this one's on Steam. sent this to me in exchange for Dragon Quarter at the time. Yeah, I sent you a copy of this, John. Yeah, I own it. I still haven't played it, but it's, it's on my list. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> okay, number 73, Mega Man Network Transmission. <laughs> this is a game I voted for. I, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think this game's bad, and having seen it at this past AGDQ, like, yeah, I'm, I'm even a little more on board with it. Like, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I watched right. that run too. It was a good time. It's a weird... I just remember playing it and trying like every single stage and all of them being way too hard for me to get through. Oh, it is like... a fucking... It is murderously difficult. Yeah, I remember buying this game and then like getting completely stonewalled by the first two bosses. Yeah, I think I like... beat Fireman, but then like... Gutsman is second. Man, I tried a bunch of folks. It was very hard. Yeah. Fireman is ridiculous, and Gutsman is, like, also really hard. Gotcha. And then it kind of, I think it eases up a bit. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know. That game's neat, because it's kind of, like, connected world Mega Man, basically. It, before... It, it takes the, the idea of... Mega. It takes the whole idea of, of, of Battle Network and makes it into kind of, like, what people wanted from Mega Man, which yeah. is, hey, an action platformer. <laughs> Yeah, that too, and that they took that universe and then kind of retrofitted it back into classic style. Yeah, I thought was cool because I do not have any interest. And in I that. really, really, really like the, uh, the 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 boss redesigns uh, in this game. I think they have a real cool art yeah. direction. Mm-hmm. I really like the battle system in Battle Network. It's just that it's never actually, it's almost never used. Whenever there's a hard fucking boss, that game becomes incredibly fun. But then the rest of the game is fetch quest padding. So, yeah. yeah. I tried playing three the, earlier this year, and it was so sad because I wanted to like it so much because I loved two as a kid. But there's like I'd have fun with the battle once every like two or three hours, and then the rest was just bullshit. It was very sad. Okay. Network transmission is probably better than those <laughs> games. We got to keep moving because we got seventy more of these. What? Number se- number seventy two breakdown. I've never heard I, of this game. I don't know what this game is either. Nope, no idea, but wow, <laughs> it's pretty high on the list for a game that we've not heard of. Okay, Keep so going. moving on. Number 71, Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> this game's real pretty. Uh, <laughs> that is a... That is a <laughs> damn. Polly, you gotta get that checked out. It's like my ass Paul's is breathing. problems. <laughs> Okay, we'll just go on. Number 70, Maximo versus the Army of Zin. This is the Ghosts and Goblins-esque thing. Yeah. Right? Alright. It's a three version of that. This. Yes, Frez did vote for this. Well, there you go. Uh, number 69, Mega Man X8. Nice. Also, yeah. the game's okay. It. So for a 3D Mega Man game, it sure looks a lot nicer than Mighty Number no. Nine. Hey, like they took uh, that, like like they took their lumps with Mega Man X Seven, which was a pile of hot garbage, and then like oh nobody likes that, and then they went and made a 2.5D mm. thing. That's and it cool. was pretty, it was pretty okay. I had and a good looks, time with it. 
it visually looks pretty nice, better than Mighty Number no. Nine. Yes, yeah, and most yes. of the stages are pretty okay. Yeah, there's a number of like, there's a number of stages where you're fighting like just a row of enemies. Like, there's just an elevator where you're fighting enemies for a couple minutes, and then uh, there's one. There's two different speed bike levels. So mm-hmm. there, it's rough around the edges, is what uh, I mean. But yeah, and there's a lot of like customization stuff and kind of fluff but you don't fight sigma's not the last boss oh interesting <laughs> yeah it is interesting it's almost so, certainly a much better Mega Man came to the mighty number nine <laughs> last boss is actually inafune <laughs> i don't inafune. i think people are maybe a little full of it when they're like oh this is a forgotten gem that people don't pay no, enough attention to it's not a forgotten gem no continue it so i think this list in general kind of highlights that it's eccentricities of our group like no mainstream media like top gen six list would do some of these choices but that's the fun of like kind of the random yeah, stories and yeah, stuff that absolutely. i have so number 68 is prince of persia the sands of time wow <laughs> i'm happy that's here because that game is real good but maybe it's a little low for a little low yeah what is considered like a masterful yeah like a seminal game basically for the things it did if if uh, if any of the two preceding games come after this i'm gonna be very angry though I i'm pretty sure they don't yeah i've been meaning to play that i, I will play- say though i've played this game and like the climbing is awesome the time rewind is the time rewind stuff is really cool the combat made me stop uh, playing it which is unfortunate yeah uh yeah, it was kind of nothing Number 67, Ace Combat 5, The Unsung War. Probably something none of us have played. Yeah, I haven't played it, Next unfortunately. No, number 66, Soul Calibur 3. These games look cool. I've been... So Soul Calibur was weird because all three entries made it on here and they all did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think the others might be coming up, but because the votes were all split, like no one actually voted for two of them at the same t- on the same list. It's like... Huh. There was no one game that people rallied behind. Like this was Carmichael and Vanner voted for Soul Calibur three, and I think we'll be seeing the others later. And the other funny thing is that Namco insists on spelling that game Soul Calibur with no space. Yes. And like, not a single person who wrote their list wrote it as one word. <laughs> <laughs> but then every Wikipedia entry is like Soul Calibur with no space, and I'm like, oh geez, I gotta fix all this. Okay, number 65, Star Ocean Till the End of Time. Is this the garbage one? I'm pretty sure this is one people like. Like, Till the End of Time, it's alright, and then you get to the middle, and a real dumb plot twist happens, and it makes me angry. Oh, What's the garbage one? I think 4 and 5 are real garbage, but this is 3. 4 and 5 are garbage, 2 isn't very good. (laughs) I don't think the series is ever been great no it's kind of b tier it's b tier it's b tier tales of that's kind of the impression that i get yeah this is the third one it's the one with the crazy plot twist at the end yeah based on the blurb i'm reading yeah okay 64 sweet code in three are those games good are any of those games worth it while i think two was like super high on the gen 5 list yeah i like like one and two one and two are good Okay, because I know, like, people like 1 and 2, yeah. but I'm wondering if y'all, if, like, people I care about like 1 and 2. Yeah. 
I mean, I played the first one so long ago that gotcha. I kind of just don't even remember. Yeah. All right. It sounds like I can download one and two on my Vita and maybe have a cool time at some point. Yeah. <laughs> on your Vita. On my PlayStation Vita. Number 63, Psychonauts. I'll give Psychonauts a stew. I think that like, game's pretty that, solid. That game's really creative and inventive. Yeah. Like, the levels in the back half are just nuts. Like, at a time when 3D platformers were not coming out, like, they I mean, they put this out, and, like, it's really an incredibly creative piece of work. I mean, it's not much of a platformer, though. That's the one kind of flaw against it, is that it starts as a platformer, then becomes an adventure game, and then the last level is just a platformer again. You know? Like, Meat Circus assumes all this platforming skill that it hasn't actually been requiring it up until that point. Kind of, yeah. Because it gets real hard all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, when, like, definitely. Like, a lot of the levels, like, the Milkman Conspiracy are all about, like, getting an item and going to another character and talking to them. Like, it's all adventure game stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that game is just insanely inventive and creative and cool. All right. It's cool that that game's... It's nice hearing your opinion on it. Yeah. On these things. Number 62, The Red Star. Hey, that Chosen game's... by Polly. Hey, that game's fun. You're the Truly. only person I've ever seen talk about this game. It's so underrated. It's like a fucking beat 'em up and bullet hell all in one. It's pretty rad. What? What is it? It's a beat 'em up and a bullet hell all in one. What? What system is it for? What is it a thing? Of? PS2. Huh. This game was kind of rescued from death. Like this is a game that was like in development hell for a long time, then canceled, then acclaim of all people came and like rescued it from the jaws of hell and it's real fun cool i think that's neat what was it called again the red star it's based on a comic book i feel like i've heard of that but all right cool number 61 onimusha 2 samurai's destiny has anybody ever played any of these no i i I hear nothing but good stuff about the onimusha games though cool that's cool it's just a series. So I never had a PS2, so I've missed a lot, actually. So this is going to be the podcast where we all kind of show how uncultured we are and, like, how unknowledgeable we really are about video I mean, games. We're really exposing ourselves here. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, I'm pretty sure Polly's played this next one, because number 60 is Disgaea, Hour of Darkness. That's the first one. <laughs> Are any of those um, NIS strategy? <laughs> gotcha. Hmm. Seen some of those character designs? Yeah, the character designs yeah. are really stylish. <laughs> oh. uh, number 59, Mario Kart Double Dash. I haven't played this one. People, pret- people act like this is one is like the most like slick, best-feeling Mario Kart game by far. It feels really mushy and kind of bad, I thought. I think all the discussion I ever hear about this game is that it's either the best or the worst. Like, there's no in-between on this one. Yeah, I played a shit ton of Mario Kart DS, and that game feels way tighter than yeah, Double Dash. Yeah, Double Dash Mario, Kart on, Mario Kart on DS feels real good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But Mario Double Kart Dash... 8 feels pretty good, too. Double Dash is this mushy whatever game. But it's that game seems to it's really cool. have its defenders. Hey, yeah. you know why? It's because people my age all had GameCubes when they were eight. 
Oh, and they were all had people oh. playing game play Mario Kart as their first Mario yeah. Kart, and it was Double Dash. And it's like yeah, the, well, and the GameCube was the baby system. <laughs> it has a handle. It has a handle. Yeah, I've heard people like go, Double Dash because they played it when they were babies. And it's a dumb first, baby game. Your first Mario Kart's always your favorite. Basically, not true because I do not like the first Mario Kart. Well, okay. re- I'm scared to revisit game, basically. I'm scared to revisit Super Mario Kart. That's another one that people say is some people are like, "Oh, that's the that's the masterpiece." The, 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 the SNES one. Yeah. No okay. Here's here's what you do. You play the SNES one for an hour, and then you play F Zero, and you go, "Wait, that came out first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never played sixty four either. We didn't have we didn't buy like good first party games for our Nintendo sixty four. We had like mm. Chameleon Twist two, <laughs> Mario Party three. <laughs> Pokemon Stadium, Jet Force Gemini, Cruise in the USA, and Beast Wars, I think. Yeah. That was our loadout. Beast Wars game is atrocious. <laughs> our friends had Star Fox. I, it was, my mom just bought the games, you know, kind of on like a whim. Like, oh, okay, this is cheap. I'll buy Star Wars. They like Star Wars for the Super Nintendo. So I played a shit ton of Super Star Wars as a kid. She just didn't, didn't, I, and we got real lucky with the SNES loadout. Shit, we didn't get lucky with the Nintendo 64 to pick that. <laughs> okay, number 50, number 58, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Oh, this is the only Metroid game I haven't beaten, actually. Mm. <laughs> oh, I really, I really like the ending of this one, though. It has an escape sequence. Yeah, it's got the, an escape sequence. I mean, I kind of copied the ending for uh, Hunters. Yeah, the ending is literally the only reason I really kind of want, still kind of want to play this game, because like you're fighting, you fight the really hard Ing Emperor, right? Emperor, and then there's yeah. Kind of escape yeah. Sequence, and then you fight Dark Samus during the escape sequence. Yeah, yeah. What, like, game, what other game has you fight the fi- the final female antagonist during the timer? <laughs> what ha- what what other game has you fight like the giant? Kind of big, boring emperor protagonist, and then fight the guy, the person you actually care about during the time escape sequence. Ah, I don't know what it was. Uh, Wonder. There's one real. Actually, I saw this game on AGDQ, and they took out Emperor Inc. so fucking quick. I was just like, "What?" Like three bombs and then like a laser. I'm like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, that is a hard fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Metro Prime 2 is hard as an action game, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, I think, yeah, it's definitely the hardest one. Some of the bosses early on, like, whatever, Spring Guardian or whatever the they morph, are. Bo- the, 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 Spider uh, Ball Guardian? Boost Ball Guardian. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. It's weird, because you're fighting, like, bosses named after power-ups, and then they're also really hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that game's not as good as the original, but I think it's still... I kind of liked that game's, like shift in focus to being a little more combat oriented honestly but i think that the game they build around it and like the lasers are awful oh aren't they just reskins of the ones from the first game yeah mostly and then like they have no real impact or anything they just feel real boring are we just gonna shit on all these games oh Oh, that's why people are that's why people are tuning in right they want to hear our our wit Yeah, I like the Dark World stuff, though. Like, it yeah. it did add an element of, like, horror, kind of, like, yeah. going yeah. through this area where you take damage constantly, so you're just kind of running from safe spot to safe spot. And I think yeah. Dark Samus was pretty cool if SAX hadn't existed before. Oh. Uh, God, Metroid Fusion is so good. It makes 
everything worse in comparison besides maybe yeah. previous Metroid games before. I forgot about the fact that they already did a Dark Samus concept. Yeah. And way better. And then they used Dark Samus again in Metroid Prime 3. Oh, and it just has no impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's better in this game, I think. I don't really remember anything about Metroid Prime 3. Exactly. Number 57, Crazy Taxi. Hey, it's time to make some crazy money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's everybody knows. I mean, That's what everybody knows about that game. I, I played this game probably more in the arcade, but I did actually have it on Dreamcast. Yeah, so. yeah. I love this game. And I'm it's... very angry that the Steam version does not have analog <sighs> control, making it utterly unplayable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next one. Number 56, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. That's a good one, game. Right? That is a good oh. game. Path Just of Storm's Radiance. blurb starts out, screw awakening, this is Fire Emblem. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck y'all. That's my instinct is, oh, whatever. For that. <laughs> Oh, number fifty. Oh, okay. No, Continue. we're just moving, moving on. Number fifty-five, Shenmue. So I wrote, I put this on my list, and then we watched the uh, Giant Bomb Endurance Run. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this game doesn't hold up that much. No, it kind of doesn't. But man, it was really cool at the time. It was a revelation at the time. Like open world didn't exist basically yeah and the fact that this game has like day night cycles and like schedules for the people and the way they like all the dumb stuff they did like we looked at actual weather reports from 1983 and made the match in the game like what it is an unbelievably ambitious game yeah they just modeled the town for a month basically but the game part really is well, we, we eventually kind of got Yakuza out of it. Yeah. Which made more of a game. Uh, number 54, Artanelico 2, Melody of Meltafika. I Is this the same series as, like, Altelier? No. Oh, okay. Never mind, then. I, I have nothing to add. Yeah, I don't think any of those are on this list. Okay. Just because I saw someone yeah. talking about one of those today. Yeah. All right, I'm continue. Not even- I'm not even sure the PS2 Atelier games got localized. I don't think all of them did. Okay, 53, Dark Cloud. I don't think any of us have played that? Nope. Nope. Uh, okay, I'm pretty sure this is going to get some people. Number 52, Devil May Cry. Hell yeah! Really want to play these games. Love me some Devil May Cry. Like, just like, this is the kind of first time that, like, quote-unquote character action games yeah kind of took the the spotlight and it was such a stylish game and such like um like imagine the first time you played like ninja gaiden on nes and how tight that game feels and that is exactly what this game felt like only they did it in 3d yeah and didn't ninja gaiden kind of end up yeah, and then Ninja Gaiden <laughs> came up basically being a Devil May Cry quote-unquote clone. But I think that Ninja yeah. Gaiden is actually really good, too. Yeah. Awesome. But definitely this was the start of that genre, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Number 51, Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. I like Max Payne a lot. 
I haven't played the first one, but I played this one, and this one's real good. Yes, it is. I remember, yeah, I, I knew Polly when I played this game, and I did, like, everything on, like, the hardest difficulty. I got super into this. Yeah, you were into this game for a while, and, yeah, it was cool. Like, you got it, like, a bargain bin, too, didn't you? I think I bought it for, like, $2. Yeah. Like, like an actual physical copy, not Steam or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, number 50, Beautiful Joe. That game's pretty good, too. Yeah. I remember buying this game and just having no idea what the hell it actually just bought. Because, like, they took the Devil May Cry kind of th- stylish character action game and then put it back into 2D. Yeah, yeah. In a weird way. And then made it about, like, time powers. Yeah, it's 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 a game to really try and wrap your head around, for sure. There's, I definitely don't think there's anything like it. No, not at all. Is a cut above, yeah. you know, it, it stands alone. Yeah. Number 49, Katamari Damacy. That, this game's magical and good. Yeah, it's 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 fun and silly. Oh, yes, this is... Chrono listed this. Oh, I did? Yeah, oh, you did. Cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a really good game. Cool. Well, well, Rhett, you can't expect us to remember having filled these lists out eight months ago. If even. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, Polly, you didn't actually vote for Devil May Cry. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so... Anything else about Katamari Damacy? No. Okay. Number 48, Fantasy Star Online, colon, Episode 3, Card Revolution. Wow! Well, that, there were two votes for this, Polly and Red. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. I forgot I forgot voting for it, but yeah, like, this is, like, fun card battle game. Yeah, this is the only card game I could ever deal with. Yeah. Because it was PSO, basically. And yeah. the soundtrack is amazing. The soundtrack, like, and, like, the way they kind of, like, went back and spruced up some visuals for older places and, like, yeah. added a few newer ones. Like, this game is so good. It's really silly, too. Like, I really like how they made PSO kind of work in a card game by one team was the Hunters, so, like, all your cards would be, like, weapons and armor and stuff. And then the other team were the Arcs, and they... They would just spawn in enemies. Yeah, it was so, just a really good, and like this, the story's yeah. not bad. Yeah, the story was really good. There's like the light side, dark side of Sonic Adventure too. Yeah, and basically, the culmination stuff at the end where you fight Pollux and Castor or whatever. Yeah, like that. and the music is so good. Oh, it's so fucking amazing. Yeah, so because this is the game we both voted for, we're just gushing over it now. Yeah. <laughs> This game, basically, this game was so much better than it had any right to be. It, like, I remember this game being announced and just, like, yeah. the collective fucking sigh. This was, like, our Wind Waker moment of being like, oh, this looks like garbage, and then playing it and being like, oh, this is actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's super weird that then Episode 3 was a card game, and then, like... Years later, they went back and made episode four, and it was just regular PSO again. And, and like, not good PSO. But it's just funny when you all reacting to it that way. Blue Burst is episodes one, two, and four, because three is this weird card game thing that never got included or re-released again. Yeah. It's just on the GameCube. Yeah, it's fucking rare shit now. Really? Yeah. I just remember y'all, I just remember playing PSO with y'all. And then looking at the menu, and it said episode one, episode two, episode four. And <laughs> it's I was like, so weird. what about episode three? And y'all were like, oh, um, <laughs> you had trouble explaining. It's like a card game. It's like the Genesis games. You don't talk about three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Except it was actually fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good game on its own. But yeah, at the time when we were super into regular PSO, this was like, what? Why? <laughs> and you had to pay to play online because it was like part of the Hunter thing. Yeah. So I never actually did because I had stopped playing PSO by then. Yeah, I had to. It's I just like, bought the game and then that was it. Like, you're not going to pay $15 a month to play this online. But it's cool Fuck that you yes. could. Fuck yes! Sorry. What? After, I, I, was, I was grinding in, in Romantic Saga 2 because <sighs> it was completely brain dead, you know? <sighs> and then I just went for and fought one of the heroes. And after, like, three months, I just beat, beat one of the heroes. Finally! So now, you, finally. now, you, now you people know... Why I am very eager to get rid of John. Oh my god! I can't believe I actually did that! Because he doesn't actually care about anything anybody's talking about. He's doing his own thing. I was listening avidly. I told you it was completely brain dead, but just like the last couple minutes, I was like fighting that boss, and it actually actually won, and... (laughs) Red, I'm I just too, Red, to I, Red, I'm too angry to hear anything John has to say. Okay, can we just can Continue. we just keep going? Keep going, keep going. Put I'm, your I'm phone down. Game off now. Okay, number forty-seven, Klonoa Two, Lunatia's Veal. Never, never played. played this. Never played the second one. I played the first one's remake on the Wii. I heard that's not so good. I I beat it. It was fine. Uh, like I don't know. Second game is probably the best one. So that's different from Alundra Two. Yes, very much. Okay, continue. Klonoa is like Namco's kind of platformer guy. Yeah. That mm-hmm. got two games in a remake and then disappeared forever, basically. Didn't they have two games like on the Saturn or the GameCube and then or the Dreamcast and then had like a GBA game? There's a GBA game too, yeah. Yeah. But I think the others are PS2. Maybe the first one's PS1. First one's PS1, continue. second one's PS2. Yeah. <laughs> We're showing all of our knowledge today. Okay, number 46, Tales of Legendia. <laughs> like of, I've all never the, of, all the tale, of all the Tales games, this is the one I've heard talked the most shit about. Oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. That that's that says thought, something. I thought the newer ones really riled people up, too. That, too. Yeah, I don't know anything about this game, sadly. I'll play Symphonia at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. again... Maybe that's on this list. Uh, number forty-five. Continue. Number forty-five. Xenosaga episode one. I'm not going to pronounce that subtitle. Uh, Derviels are mocked. I was about to say Derviels. I actually remember Derviels are mocked. Um, my friend, who was seven or eight years older than me, and would visit our house like once a year. Her name was Madeline. Would and she would bring a. And she liked the coolest video games. And she would play the coolest video games with me, like impressionable seven-year-old John, and blow my mind. (laughs) And she brought Chrono Trigger one time. And then I got Chrono Trigger later on after begging mom. And then I got, she brought Final Fantasy IV another time. Hey, another good one. Um, later on, we, she showed me Persona 3, and then I got hey. Persona 4. Um, and she showed me Xenosaga Episode 1, and it was really fun. Madeline, and I didn't play if it you're up. listening, and you're probably not, <laughs> you are awesome. Yeah, and she got me to actually play my copy of um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which I was like, this is confusing. And then she was like, oh no, you just do this and this. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. 
Yeah, I love the Zinner Saga series. It's it's no yeah. secret. Those games are great. So much you even voted for episode two. Yep. But that was lower on the list, so we're not gonna talk about it. Should Remember we... So just play all three? Yeah, just play all three. Cool. That simplifies things. Yeah. Alright, continue. Are you sure you don't want to YouTube the second one? You could probably YouTube the story of the second one and be fine, because I really think the story of the second one is real, real, real good. Alright, fuck yeah then, I can I can dig into that. Playing Xenosaga Episode 2, not necessarily the most That's fun. not really what you're there for anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm into it. Maybe I can play those with Matt Anna at some point. You can we can go over some like anime, very self-important sci-fi. Nonsense. I don't think she That's will have good. the patience no. for this for the Xenosaga series penchant for being very verbose <laughs> and very convoluted. I don't know. We that's kind of our jam. Maybe. We are not. Yeah. I mean, we played. We, she really likes visual novels now. It's not like, oh, I it's just, not like Anna's... I just hear her saying, what does this even mean, over and over and over again. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah, Polly's blurb for the first game just says, there's probably more cutscenes in this than actual gameplay. Yeah. They're long. <laughs> okay. Number 44, Ace Combat Zero, The Belkin War. Probably there are a series. lot of Ace Combat fans out there. I think Vanner picked, like, all of them. All of them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 43, again, our site showing its unusual biases. And this is partially because PC games weren't really part of the list until very late. Number 43 mm. is Half-Life 2. Wow. Which, Did I include that? Yes, it, it was actually you and me that voted for it, and that's it. It's a good game. I, I think that's one of the best games ever made. I know Polly doesn't agree with me. No. Nope. Yeah, as a... SMPS is in general the one side that's like super negative Half Life Two because I know Kajili wrote that really yeah angry she was review very not right happy it... with that game and I fully endorse that review so y'all are crazy I I haven't really made sense of Half Life Two in my brain like Half Life One makes perfect sense if you're just, it's the story of you escaping this awful place while everything's going to shit around you like it makes sense very intuitively mm-hmm. um. I've kind of had trouble, like, finding the thread with Half-Life 2 just looking back on my experience with it. But I also know that the experience of playing it was completely enthralling moment to moment for the entire time I was playing it. So, yeah, I think the gunplay in that game is the best. so solid. Like, I think it's the best feeling first-person shooter ever still. So solid. Yeah. Every, Every moment of playing that game was a blast for me. Um... I, I kind of have trouble finding, like, the soul of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's something that... And that might just be a product of it being, like, the kind of a troubled development, you know? But yeah. it's something... But it also is so just viscerally, like, enthralling that it's... it's it, I can't just kind of dismiss it either. So it's yeah. it's a weird thing that I need to go back to and figure out is my relationship with the Half-Life series. It's funny. I love that game, but I've, like, replayed it. And every time I replay it, I kind of stop further... Or I stop earlier in. Huh. Which is weird because like, the end, because the climax is so cool. See, yeah, I kind of, I kind of lose interest after the prison. Huh. But, but that's just me. Nova well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of time in the, um, you spend a lot of time in the, in the place before you go into the super gravity powered area, right? We're running around yeah. the ruined city. Yeah. So I just kind of tend to lose interest around there, but mm. I think 
See, I'll, I really like the vehicle stuff, which I kind of feel like I'm in the minori- minority of. I thought it was great. Yeah. Like, I love that boat section. I love the one where you're just in a car and you just kind of roam around and take out these outposts of enemies. When you like, get that the game's gu- just got a cool kind of. When you get the bow that shoots, like, red hot iron <laughs> bars at yeah. people. And you just. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. How every weapon is really good. Okay. It feels really good. Keep moving on. All right, Half-Life 2 is good. Move along. Right. Okay. Number 42, Soul Calibur, the first one. So this was Boner and me picked this one. This was the Dreamcast one. And this was like, when this came out at the Dreamcast launch, it was like, the future was here. Yeah. Was this like it, Namco's answer to Virtua Fighter? Kind of. I think they had Tekken 2 as yeah. well. Like, did Namco do? Does Namco do Tekken? I yeah. think they do Tekken and Soul Calibur. Because okay, we, so they're both. All right, so they're both. Yeah, and those those three, Virtua Fighter, Te- Tekken, and um, Soul Calibur, are kind of like the big arena 3D fighters. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Okay. Tekken, Tekken is garbage, though. I mean, there's Dead or Alive too. That's a different company. Gotcha. With boobs. Yeah, and boobs. Yes. Anyways. Number 41, Guilty Gear X2, and we included XX as well. I played this game. It's fantastic. I like May. I like Dizzy. I like Dizzy. Yes, Polly has liked Dizzy for a very, 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 very long time. Like, uh, like probably, like, first inter- like internet avatars yeah. ever. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was your avatar At in one when we met. Yeah. I was like, who's this character? Oh, Oh, there's some fan art of this character. Oh, Dizzy. <laughs> yeah, I have never yeah. actually played one of those games. I just know Dizzy from the porn. Well, just so you know, Austin complains a lot about how garbage they are, so you know they're really yeah. rad. Yeah, that's cool. so now I know they're good. <laughs> yeah, that's what actually inspired me to buy for Guilty Gear XX is all the nuanced mechanical complaints about how garbage Guilty Gear is. And then I played it, and it's like, oh, this Daisuke Ishiwatari, Ishiwatari um, yeah. music is so fucking good. These character designs are the best. This is really fun. I like May, and I like ABBA. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Number 40, Soul Calibur 2. Oh, hey. And this was this was picked by Poncho, Voodoo, Starring and Link Inferno. from Legend of Zelda. Yeah, for the screenshot, I have Link here, because that's <laughs> kind of what I know about this game. But I think it's funny that everyone who voted for a Soul Calibur game only voted for one of them and not the others. <laughs> so they kind of got all split up. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I wanted to play this game. I just kind of never got around to it because, like, the first one being at Dreamcast launch was like, well, you have to get it because it's like one of the four games. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Number 39. I feel bad that I, you know, maybe this should be on my best game that I've never played list. Number 39 is Contra Shattered Soldier. Ah, oh, fuck, I can't wait to play this. Game is so good. <laughs> Polly's commentary here. All caps. You want a Contra game? Here's your, your fucking, fucking Contra, Contra game. game. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm held back from playing Shattered Soldier because I feel like I want to get real intimate with hardcore yeah. first. Oh. Because I feel like once I've fully appreciated Contra Hardcore, then I'll be ready to appreciate Shattered Soldier. I, th- I think that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game is intimidating to me because it's not something you can do casually. Like, you kind of have to devote yourself to learning this game to get yeah. good at it. Like yeah. Hardcore. And it's very yeah. much, like, as far as Contra games go, this is 
like one that very directly succeeds Contra Hardcore, right? Yeah. And it's probably the hardest one? Uh, it's pretty Contra damn hard. Contra really hard, right? Like, Contra Shattered Soldier is hard until you know how to play it. And then, well, and then I mean, that's a whole thing. But I think, like, because the ones that are more about memorizing bosses are harder to just go into blind. Like, Super C, you can just shoot enemies and kind yeah. of keep running. Yeah it's, yeah, it's safe to say that this is definitely one of the hardest. I think Contra 4 is the hardest Contra game. Yeah, because yeah, Contra 4 is more kinetic, where it's not just memorizing bosses, so it stays really fucking hard, yeah. even after you put yeah. time into it. Unlike never... Hardcore... So yeah, I, I still I remember beating Contra Four. It's really fucking fun. Uh, I remember loading up Shattered Soldier and just like literally dying within like a minute, <laughs> like not just dying, but like game over, all lives gone, dying. Done. Being so. like, oh boy, this, yeah, this is an intimidating game. Yeah, I, I will try to get to it within the year, definitely. <laughs> I hope so because that game, that game's yeah. so good. Okay, number 38, Beyond Good and Evil. Another fine little, like, adventure yeah. game. I like oh. this game. It's pretty cool. This is the one that probably gets sung up a little too much, but it's really neat in its I own mean, right. Yeah, it's definitely, like, the cult classic game. Like, kind of like Psychonauts, really, where it got un- ignored, I think, on the release, and now people are like, it's the best game ever. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Well, not the best game ever. Only it's, it's actually good. good and not bad like games <laughs> and, and not bad like games like Eco are. Oh, Eco. I thought you're saying Psychonauts just no, like. Yeah. No, 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 no. Psychonauts is good. This e- roller coaster, I can't handle no, this. No, no. Eco yeah. is Eco is garbage. We won't be. Yeah, talking I don't about really Eco. like Eco. I think I'm pretty much solid on that now. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. I tried sharing it with Anna. I told y'all about that, and it was it went poorly. All right, okay, next game. So. Come on, right? Uh, keep this moving. Stop. Okay, this is... Come on, right? What's the next game? I'm setting I'm... up a thing. This was someone's number one game. So, Polly... Yo! Okay. Lo- load up Pixel Crusher's list. Alrighty. So, number 37, Xenosaga Episode 3. Hey, this game, this masterpiece, ladies and gentlemen, is the game that killed JRPGs for me. Being the last major game in a subgenre I've played in a long time, Zenosaka 3 not only concluded the Troubled series with a bang, but it also raised the bar too high for other JRPGs to reach in terms of narrative, lore, characters, and gameplay. To this day, I have yet to see, let alone play a game that manages to surpass its greatness as the one JRPG to end them all. To quote the game, to quote a game FAQ's review, if God didn't hurl lightning, he'd sure be playing this right now. Yeah, so that was Pixel Crushers number one. This was probably on my list too. It was, yes. <laughs> this game is phenomenal. Like it is the PS2 RPG for me, uh, other than maybe Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. Cool. Uh, yes. Cool. Yeah, there's a yeah. barrier to entry because it's the climax of this big series, but it's yes. something that's really on my radar. And the subtitle is also Sprache Zarathustra. <laughs> yeah, that last word was just like, what? <laughs> Zarathustra. Well, that's it's like cool. the one word that's like most people should know because it's like the name of the big oh. Nietzsche book and it's yes. the name of that song that plays in 2001. They're and... all the name of the name. Yeah. Like, the second one is Jens Seitz von Gut und Bos. Gotcha. 
I knew Derville Zermach because Madeline <laughs> told me how to pronounce it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said a German word properly in my life. Gesh would be happy. <laughs> yeah, you've heard me do accents. It's not pretty. Boy, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, number 36, Final Fantasy X. Again, solid fucking RPG. I, like, yeah. I can't argue with this. And Like, you can yeah. make all the memes you want about Tidus and Yuna laughing, but I think that game's phenomenal. Yeah, I think this is a good... I played through this to completion. I think it's a good, neat game. It's one of the first Final Fantasies I finished, actually. Um, this was yeah, actually where I game. fell off the series just because I didn't have a PS2. Ah, I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's better than those two games? Why, it's number 35, <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2. Fucking <laughs> God, I put damn that, it! I fucking put this on my list. So did I. Bottom. Why would you it's, do that, you incomparable it's, fucking idiots? It's I so hate both of you. Endearing. <laughs> it's so endearing. No, it's not. It's garbage. You people are garbage. Yeah. You are garbage people. <laughs> oh my god. But Fuck it's so people. endearing. Oh hey, my god. Get out. Just get off my podcast, you <laughs> fucking... Two is officially better than Half-Life 2 garbage, three. You garbage human beings. Get off my podcast, you garbage my, human being. I love the blurbs for this. I wrote, the Sonic stages in the game sure are great. Shame about the rest, huh? And it's that goddamn high. John wrote, Sonic Adventure 2 is a really dumb video game, but it believes so whole, wholeheartedly in itself and its vision that it's hard not to like it. I think I italicized really. So really dumb. Oh, yes. <laughs> Emphasis on the really dumb. Okay. Oh my god, you people are going to be the death of me. <laughs> oh, don't worry, there's some more of that coming up. I have so many critic friends who just fucking adore Sonic Adventure 2. Like, not not a breath of, like, restraint or irony to it. It's just... I Why? What? Oh, oh, but it's so good. Okay. Alright, continue. Number 34, Rez. Back in I haven't played right. it, but this is probably on the... 20 best games I have played this. <laughs> it's amazing. Played. Game's good. Okay. Yeah. Rail shooters are all good by default, actually. Giant it's Bomb just goes the best genre. Nuts for this game. Yeah. I'm sorry? Giant Bomb like, has a huge boner for this game. Jeff, in particular, is like best game ever, basically. God, as, as far as I can tell, fucking everybody has a big boner for Rez. Yeah. Okay, and number. We gotta keep going. <laughs> number yeah. 33 Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I love this game. This is my favorite fighting game, basically. Oh, I haven't played it. Because mm. cop cop games are dumb. I only play real fighting games by SNK. Uh, okay, but you can play Strong Bond in this one. And... What? Wait, you didn't know that? No. Well, I played. I pl actually played Tatsunoko versus Capcom and really liked it because you could play oh. as Mega Man Volnut. You can play as Tron Bond. That's a lot better than Mega Man Volnut. Yeah, Tron Bond is actually in two and three. And All like right, she, I'm gonna. She's I in the big Marvel green robot, she is like a drill for the sure you can stuff. All right, it's Marvel awesome. versus Capcom Two is the best fighting game. Oh wait, you can play as the servbots in this one too. Yep. Fuck uh, me. Like, there's a servbot as a joke character, and he's like insanely bad, but he's also so small that no one can hit him. Fuck me. It's really great. All right, this game's good. I officially approve of it. Yeah. Continue. 
Uh, number 32, Shadow Hearts Covenant. Never played any of these games. I want to play convinced. them. I want to play these games because I hear nonstop that they're really good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Not okay. convinced, but uh, but maybe. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, none of us seem to have played it. Number 31, yeah. Silent Hill 3. Yeah. Good game. I go back and forth on it a little bit because there's niggling things about the story. I think the story doesn't really start until about halfway through the game is probably my only real issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it does, then, this, then it's just completely riveting. And even before that, it's just so fucking creepy and good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only one that consistently has given me nightmares for the years after I played it. Jeez. That it's... is... For a horror game, that's high praise, I think. Yep. Yeah. I have really twisted dreams that are built out of imagery from Silent Hill 3. It's a very good video game. Yeah. And then I loaded up the ending to it the other day on YouTube. Just as like, alright, it's not as freaky as I remember. It was as freaky as I remembered, actually. (laughs) I hadn't built it up in my brain. It just was fucking terrifying. (laughs) This is a weird-ass... It's... Like, Silent Hill 2 is just such a focused, sharp, good story. Um, and it just is perfect and masterbeastly. Yeah. Silent Hill 3 doesn't really have that kind of razor-sharp focus, but that just kind of makes it more mysterious and otherworldly, and it kind of freaks me out when I think about it for too long. So let's move on. Uh, unless okay. anyone else okay. wants to play about it. I've never played a Silent Hill game. It has a really good theme song, too. Okay. Number 30, Okami. That's uh, a great game. I've wanted to like this so much. Oh, just no. Isn't it like a million hours long? Yeah, that's yeah. what did it for me. It's a slow start and a slow middle. And a slow end. Yeah. I like. I don't really like other Zelda games in that style. So I don't know why I like that one at all either. <laughs> no, I, okay, it looks pretty. And Paul, it that, does that look... Yeah. All right. The fact that Polly likes it makes a lot of sense. They makes me more interested because you have a lot of same issues with the Wind Waker type thing as I do. Yeah. So Skyward Sword. So that makes it seem maybe more interesting to me. Okay. Number twenty nine, Resident Evil. This is the remake on GameCube, which is basically a perfect video game. Wow. I've only I, played the I've only that's... played the PS one original, and I thought it was a fucking amazing game. So the, the fact remake. that yeah, the remake is early. so good. Yeah, I really want to play the remake. Yeah, um, I did. I shied away from doing that pun on the site because I'm just like, no, the game is called Resident Evil. Yeah. So since Resident Evil One is a great fucking video game, I imagine that this remake is maybe yeah. that the remake yeah. is maybe one of my. It's, it's really scary. Get cool. Some, get, get some crimson heads, baby. Cool. And they and they kind of. Fix up the cutscenes and story beats a little better, right? Yeah, it's like it takes itself seriously, but actually kind of works this time. Yeah, yeah, because that because I didn't really feel like the camp actually added to the PS One game. In I was so that... young when I played the first one; I didn't even realize it was camp. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "Oh, this game's terrifying." Oh, well, this game's got well, this game's got video in it. Yeah, uh, I should probably is and the the remake. There's a remade remake on Steam, right? That's also I mean, good. That's just it's like more, a, it's a H- port, basically. Yeah, it's an HD okay. version. Like I, I'm, I want to pick that up because I think Resident Evil One was amazing, and yeah. I really you'll be fun playing that version. 
yeah, that's a cool. That could be an all-time fave. Man, I should play that. Continue. Number 28. This is my favorite game that I haven't played. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Yes! Good-ass video game! Yeah, it's voted by Pauline Chronomaniac. Just us? And really? one other guy, but I'm just mentioning you two. Oh, okay, all right. But I'm saying this is why you're so high, because you both voted for it. Yeah, that Good-ass game's... video game! Yeah, it's a good-ass video game, yeah. I played MGS1 a little bit first, but this is the one I fell in love with as a kid. So I actually played two to completion over and over again without having finished one and, and still loved it. You weren't creating context. I know. Because you've <laughs> so, got to play the first one. You get you get it? Got it. So, context? Context. I don't get it. That's what the colonel says at the end. This is Over and over. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that it's a great game. Okay. I think the fact that I that it totally enthralled me to play it, even without being aware of all the intertext stuff, yeah. really says a lot about the presentation of that story. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't played this game, but I've seen an LP, and like, what is amazing to me about this game is how it's such a deconstruction of the first one, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just totally throws ev- like the whole riding thing is so genius and it's it just, just the start yeah it yep. tears it down from there god and i played mgs1 again recently and was like had kind of a complicated reaction to it so i should probably play this game actually again because i might really respond well to that kind of deconstruction yep cool okay so number 27 was someone's number one game oh it is Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. Hey! Oh! That's so mine. John, John, why don't you dig up that chronomaniac.txt? I'm not sure who that guy is. I, but... Yeah. He's got good taste. I'll give him that. Yeah. <clears throat> Perfect and holistic. As self-assured in his design as games like Ikaruga and Tetris. One of the best games I've ever played and one of my favorite stories. Yeah. I also said that... I'm sorry? Yep. Cool. I haven't played any of the other Breath of Fire games, but seeing as their fans tend to hate Dragon Quarter, I probably never will. Wholly out of spite was what I wrote at the time. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, people hate Dragon Quarter because it is so different, because it just dares to be as... Like, it throws every single thing about that series out the window. Just from the opening moment of Ryu talking, and being the mm. first character on screen, and being the first character to talk, it's just like this game's saying... Fuck you to everything you know. Yeah. I didn't actually feel any negativity about it until I was, like, Twitter searching Dragon Quarter. And most of it was people in 2016, 2015, bitching about how different Dragon Quarter was from the other immaculate Breath of Fire, dra- Breath of Fire games. Ten years, twelve years, fifteen years later, and these people still have a stick up their ass because it's not, like, their stupid, dumb, generic... Snaz bullshit Breath Fire, RPGs. Breath of Fire three is the only one worth playing, and like uh, of that ilk, and the other like one, two, and four are garbage. Hey, guess what? Dragon Quest exists, and fuck your <laughs> generic Capcom bullshit. Is what I think, based on absolutely very little, because I've barely even looked at the games. Like I said, but... it, I said it in my game of the year talk that like if this game had been released now, it would be a revelation. It would oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually feel much antipathy at all. It was games, it was so ahead really of its time. It was so ahead of its time that. 
Yeah, it's it, it's an amazing little game. Yeah, I think oh. yeah we've talked we've so t- much. We've talked this game. Yeah, we've talked game. that game to death though. Cool. Let's continue. It's All fucking right. amazing. Play Dragon Quarter. It's one of my Number- favorite RPGs. Go. Number twenty six, Killer Seven. I ain't played this. Oh, man, that game's so good. It's just oh, Suda oh, 50, 51 cool. just, like, flexing his just ridiculous, silly person muscles and, and creativity. Like, the story may not fit together or make any goddamn sense, but it just has so much style and grace to what it and confidence for what it's doing. It's It's a brilliant game. Did he do much before this? I'm not sure. Because it feels like this is the game that put him on the map. This is probably the game that put him on the map, I just, yes. I never heard of him until this, and then it just... Yeah, you started hearing that name a lot afterwards. He did a weird... Like, he did a weird, I think, SNES wrestling game where you killed yourself oh. at the end. What? Okay. Yeah. You win the Maybe championship, had... and then you commit suicide. Jesus Christ. Maybe it's the kind of the cell, the cell shaded look of this really struck out as well, and then kind of carried over to nowhere here. And like the really simple background work that's just like mostly gradients and stuff. It's it's very unique looking. Cool. Speaking cool. of cell shading, number twenty five, Jet Set Radio. It looks pretty. A game that maybe hasn't aged well at all thanks no. to the Dreamcast stuff on Steam. Because I remember this game being brutally difficult when it came out. Oh, it absolutely So I'm sure was. people just have no patience for it now. Hey, I think Poncho and... actually broke a hard drive. <laughs> I, th- I think I think he burned it to a hard drive and then just broke that hard drive. <laughs> that is grade A gamer rage. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this came out like before Tony Hawk. Like skating in games was kind of a new thing. <laughs> You I, know? I don't think this came out before oh. Tony Hawk. Oh, wait, maybe I'm crazy. Never mind. I should play those Tony Hawk games, right? The yeah. first and second one are great. Okay, oh. but Jet Set Radio has such a good soundtrack. Oh, God, yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks and sounds amazing. The, yeah, 1, 2, play. and 3. Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3. Play those, and you'll you, that's all you'll ever need to play. Yeah, that's that's what I meant, <laughs> is the first three games. Yeah. Definitely. I that They look real fun. Continue. Cool. Okay, number 24, Kingdom Hearts. This was Zalaz's number one game. Oh, wow. So we're um, going to read his blurb here. This game was quite the gut punch for me in a variety of ways. I wasn't expecting the game to be so affecting when I first played 13 years ago, and I wasn't expecting to love it even more after having played its more polished but comparatively cluttered and soulless successors. <laughs> Even now, when composing my personal list of Gen 6 favorites, I hadn't expected us to rate this one so highly. Thinking back, though, I I can't say any other game this generation has stuck with me in the same way. This game was a revelation for me, a small, simplified glimpse into the world of JRPGs that my older brother seemed to so enamored with. It became pretty clear, after renting it a second time to see the game to its conclusion, that I was also enamored. Nice. So it sounds like the game that kind of got him into J- Japanese RPGs. That's... Pretty important. Yeah, that's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, like that's pretty impactful. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely said people, or heard people in general, be like, "Kingdom Hearts One is kind of the one still." Yeah, and that two is kind of where everything went off the it's rails. Way too convoluted and up its own ass. 
and they're still not at three, but they just released 2.8. Hey, don't worry, we're getting there. I played the first, like, three or four hours of Kingdom Hearts 1, like, six yeah. or seven times, yeah, and then finally sold it. could never get into it. Uh, hmm. Maybe it Number... gets real good later? I don't know. I mean, I think some of that stuff might just be time and place and being a kid, you know? Probably yeah, I getcha. Disney, I love Disney movies. And I love Final Fantasy. It's, it's really sad to think the potential those games have that they just aren't using anymore because they're all about their OC characters. Yeah. Like, when you think of what Disney's been doing the, like, the last 10 years, imagine all that stuff like a Frozen... I'm, I mean, I have to imagine they'll do Frozen in Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, absolutely. But Yeah, they need to capitalize on this shit. Yeah, don't bone it this time, guys. <laughs> I've never actually played one of those games, so... I'm talking shit for no reason, but like, there's potential there, definitely. Zootopia Land. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's infinite potential. Yeah. Number twenty three, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Good game. Yeah, I've never played this. <laughs> Have you not played this? You had a GameCube. I, I had a GameCube. I just. It was one of the only games on GameCube worth playing. It's too scary. Oh my god, get out of here. Number 22, Dragon Quest VIII, Journey good, of the Cursed King. Good, good, good RPG. And just got a re-release. Yeah. Pretty much everyone fucking loves Dragon Quest VIII. Yeah. I think that that's is... one of the pretty universally beloved ones. Yeah. Is this the I mean, there's one? not there's not a lot of Dragon Quest games people are like, ugh, like, pretty much six and seven gets him antipathy. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, but, like, eight is just universally, like, yeah. considered a great game. Yeah, even is by that... t- even by folks yes, who don't right? really like, like Dragon Quest as much. Is this the first one to actually cu- get called Dragon Quest in the West? I believe so. Yes. Because yes, the first four were Dragon Warrior, and then they didn't yeah. release any for a while. Yeah. And then this came out. So I think, like, maybe why this is such a fondly remembered one is because it was the first one in a long time, basically. Maybe, but no. Like, I don't think it's so fondly remembered because of that. I think it's fondly remembered because I mean, it is actually a fantastic RPG. But people definitely weren't burnt out. Like, did Seven come out? No. Was that a PS1? That was a PS1 know. game, but it did not come out here. Yeah. Okay. Oh. No, Dragon Quest Seven came out here. Oh, it did? Yeah. Okay. I'm, Four, I'm talking five, shit, Five man. and six didn't. Okay. Anyways, number 21, a game all three of us voted for. Toho Ayasho Imperishable <laughs> hey, Night. Hey, wow! So, we added PC games very late to the official list rules. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck it. I, I can't not put one of my favorite games ever on this thing. And you two agreed with me, yeah, as well as the laws. Imperishable Night is so 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 good. It's yeah. the best. I think I was only gonna... anima- I think subtraining animism was outside the the time yeah. frame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for me, like, if I'm gonna put one Toho game, like, not even a question. It's this one. Yeah. yeah if forever. I'm gonna put one Toho game into somebody's hands and they say, "Give me your best," I'm putting yeah. Imperishable Night into their hands. Definitely. It's like. Oh. The best shmup ever, pretty much. Yes. And there's so much to do in it. Yes. Yeah, my, my blurb is, I could write a novel about how much I love this game, <laughs> but I won't. 
Yeah, number it's th- fucking amazing. Yeah. Go on, sorry. So what's what's better than that? Why it's number Nothing. twenty, Silent Hill two. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another yeah. great game. <laughs> yeah, I. This was the first time I thought about video games as like stories with themes and ideas. It's kind of the first time I thought about anything that way. Actually, was Silent Hill two. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of it's one of the best video games ever made. Yeah. People, everyone should play it. Yeah. So. I think we're kind of in the real shit now. Like, yeah. Like, top 20. Yeah. Which also makes it easier to talk about, though, because you're like, oh, yeah, this is just one of the best things. Go yeah. ahead. Everyone okay. already knows. I don't know if any of us have played this one, though. Number 19, God Hand. I've played it, and I personally think it's kind of overrated, but whatever. Yeah. Again, it seems like a love-it-hate-it game. Yeah. And I know a lot of people love it. Like Poncho Smith and Vanner and Dr. No and Pixel Crusher. Yeah, I mostly know it as one of the games that Tim Rogers um, jerked off in like every other review. <laughs> oh, I, I mean that I mean that in a glowing way. <laughs> Again, uh, people either love it or hate it, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I think everyone loves this game. Number 18, Devil May Cry 3. Oh. <laughs> Man, that game's great. Just so many fun ways to approach and play it. Just with like the way that they changed up the fighting style system. It's oh man, that game's so good. Cool. Yeah, I guess it is a little easier to talk about the ones everyone knows are good. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Okay, so the next game was Jetstorm 4's favorite game. So John, you have his. Oh, well, I can read that. Yeah. Number 17 is Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Oh, this game looks so gorgeous. Oh, man, that game. A post-apocalyptic setting. Pokemon S demon collecting and fusing. Uh, Pokemon came after Shin Megami Tensei. So technically Pokemon is Shin Megami Tensei-esque. When you think about it. Oh. Totally. And easy to learn but difficult to master. That that was my addition. To battle battle system and a rocking soundtrack. It has everything I love. It's structured more like an epic poem. It focuses more on the journey through this world rather than developing main characters. While the characters do have revelations near the end, creating the Shin Megami Tensei alignments is less focused on that, especially if you go for the true demon ending, as that has its own revelations. Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne remains to be my favorite RPG in the PS2 and my favorite game on the system. Nice. This part, this game seems like an all-time great video game. Yeah. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we really need to get around to playing that one. Yep. So uh, this was quite the generation for JRPGs, I think. Absolutely. Right? A lot of Shin Megami Tensei coming up. And uh, number 16, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Yes! This is one of those games I really want to play and I just never have. You know, I think I played the first act. You're Everyone pro- you're probably gonna play, about this game. You're probably going to pay a pretty penny for it, too, if you're going to yeah. play it. Yeah. I own it. <laughs> hey, Polly. Yo. I played the first act of this. Uh-huh. Do other people have problem with the fucking cricket puzzle? Yes. Okay, that's tough for other people too. <laughs> yeah, because that it's... seems really weird and hard. Yeah, it's kind of weird and obtuse. All right, but that's not that's not necessarily representative of the no, whole project. No, 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 not at all. Okay, cool. That's my that's my kind of strongest memory of the game. <laughs> cool. I will revisit it and probably play it with Anna so that we can because Anna fucking loves Mario and she loves RPGs and she loves RPGs with cute quirky writing. <laughs> So this seems like a pretty solid bet. Yeah. And it, and this is like universally agreed upon as being the one for Paper Mario. Yeah. 
that for just Mario RPGs, period, it basically seems like. Yeah, even that. Now that folks... If we're talking Mario know, RPGs, like... period, Bowser's Inside Story gets the nod from me. All right. It seems like yeah. people have generally, like, moved away from Super Mario RPG as, like, the ultimate best video game ever made. <laughs> and have cooled that on that a bit. That's just made for the best. All right. Next one. Number 15, Ikaruga. That's a good video hey, game. All three of us put this on our lists. Surprise, that's, surprise. That's one of my favorite <laughs> games ever. It's pretty much perfect. Yeah, that game is... It's real interesting. Like, maybe you can memorize it, but it's such a cool experience learning that game. Yeah. Memorizing and, it and putting it together and make it work is the thing, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. And then it is a I think dance Ikaruga, of beauty. I think Ikaruga and Ray Force jointly kind of have my favorite stories in Shmups. Yeah, the last act of Ikaruga is kind of gorgeous. It's something special. Because, like, the last level is kind of a gimme. Yeah. yeah. It's just, we're just going to be cool at this point. Yeah. I, 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 I've said that a lot. Like I said, in relation to, like, Super Zalixer, where the stage seven is where it gets, like, the most intense, and then it kind of chills out, I compare it to Ikaruga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that. Um, I think that's just a cool twist in pacing, how chapter four, reality, is the hardest one. Yeah. So, God, that there, you could you can talk a lot about that game. It's real gorgeous. I really, really like our next one, number fourteen, Cave Story. That's another great little game. Kind of like the kickoff of the indie revolution, really. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I need to beat hell in that game. I need to go back and finish uh. that game fully, actually. God, because I, I beat it weird... multiple... Yeah. Yeah, the weirdest thing about that game is that the true ending, which is really nice and sweet, is also locked behind this insanely hard, like, time yeah. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm into it. Like, I'm not sure if that would kind of play for people now, like, having... Because that game is designed for two playthroughs, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just straight up get kind of tricked into doing things your first playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I... I think it's okay because the regular ending is so perfect and gorgeous. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I still want to play it, of course. God, that game is... That game is just... I bet I'd appreciate that game way more now. Because it's just so... No bullshit about it with yeah. its approach. It is just so together and good. It's funny. When that came out, the whole idea of like one person making a game for five years seems so foreign. Yeah, and now, that, and now that seems kind of like a lot of thing. That's things everything now. Yeah, yeah, you're right about this being like the first big indie game, even though it's not really the first, but maybe for the internet age, it was it's definitely the kicking off unique. of the revolution. Really, yeah. The warning shot. I think Braid was also an yeah. important one. Yeah. Anyways, what's better than Cave Story? Why number thirteen? Fantasy Star Online. I'm Damn, I'm happy this. where this landed. I'm pretty <laughs> pleased with this as well. So, Polly, yo, this was your number one. This was my number one. In fact, and... so much that you put it on your list twice. So I just combined the blurbs. Oh right, because you did Dreamcast and GameCube. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Well, they both have kind of different meanings, but. Yeah. 
Um, this is what I put. I put the bottom line is that if it wasn't for this game, this community may very well not exist. The people I met, the experiences I had, and the lasting bonds that were created thanks to the endless hours playing this game are something I hold dear. Oh, and the game's pretty fun, too. Um, and then for the episode one and two part, I put... Uh, episode 1 and 2 is a more refined and fleshed out take on the Dreamcast's most ambitious game. Episode 1 and 2 is just a very smart and pretty well thought out upgrade to a game that needed just a little more time in the oven. And that time, and that, and the time it got, uh, for the GameCube and Xbox release paid off. Like, it's kind of yeah. the definitive version, uh, not counting Blue, uh, Blue Burst, of course. Yeah. I mean, Blue Burst added less than Episode 1 and 2 did, I think. Yeah. Like, Episode 1 and 2 would have been a fine final version. Yeah. So, this was also my number one. Yeah! So, here's my blurb that I wrote. The game that changed everything. Online multiplayer wasn't a thing before this game. PSO felt like the future because it was. Insanely addictive gameplay that I still find myself going back to every couple of years with friends. PSO is timeless. Yeah. So, hey, John. Yeah? This was also Dr. No's number one game. <laughs> All right. So would you read his blurb for us? Without this game, I probably wouldn't be here. PSO was a great game for its time, and it still stands up to a certain degree even today. Most enduring thing about PSO was this tagline, you're not the only hero. Oh, that's really nice. Which was a representation of the community in PSO, that PSO was from all around the world. And while it's a shame that Sega Note today no longer cares about the international side of the Fantasy Star community, I will always remember PSO for what it had brought to the table and what it did for online gaming in general. This game was also my gateway to just interacting with online communities across the board. Um, I think I watched your video of this, Rhett, and the way yeah. you kind of described it at the time, which was like, someone made, like, Diablo yeah, and something basically... that was compelling in the same ways as Diablo, but also made it, like, feel good to play. Yeah. And just and that, that was it was on it. a console. Like, I had never done... Yeah. I mean, I guess I had played Ultima Online on PC, but, like, for a console to have a game like this, it was the future, and that's... You look at Xbox and stuff, and Xbox Live, and that became the future a few like, years later. Monster Hunter... Monster Hunter's creators uh, cites the original Dreamcast Fantasy Star Online as the main inspiration for why Monster Hunter exists. Yeah. I mean, even to this day, you look at people, like, still referencing PSO, like, when Destiny came out, people are like, oh, there's some stuff from PSO in this, huh? When Borderlands came out, they said it was oh, yeah. PSO with guns. Yeah, and it was, like, the four-player thing, like... The four-player thing, the... the randomized weapon uh, stats and shit, like... Yeah. Like, all of that is PSO stuff. Yeah, this is, really is, like, one of the most influential games of this generation and games in general, I think. Yeah. And it's also very special to us because we met each other through yep. PSO and stuff. Yep. 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 So Polly, yo, I've been sitting on this one for so long. <laughs> What's better than PSO? Why? <laughs> I'm going to put my fucking fist through my gonna, goddamn monitor. If it is what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Our number 12 was chosen by Pixel Crusher, Jetstorm 4, Voodoo Groove, Zalaz, Rhett, 
and Chronomania. <laughs> Number 12, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> I'm done. You guys can do the rest of this podcast without me. <laughs> Scientific method! <laughs> oh, very good. The ending's really sweet. I really kind of... like how the six stories in that game interact with each other. Yeah, I really how... like that. And, like, you're playing as these six characters, and they seem kind of disparate at first. And then when you finish them all, you're like, oh, they were, like, all on that ship at the same time at the end. That's really I know! Cool. And, uh, and to call as, like, the joining yeah. thread that shows up in kind of all of them. And then how that pays off with <laughs> chaos, like... Chaos isn't like an evil, awful being. It's just trying to protect the protect its friends and family, and then you just need to. And then I just love it, and it's okay, and everything's okay. It's very and sweet. Pink, and then Pink Birdie. And Pink Birdie, like I, like Sonic Adventure Two has this amazing, like, dumb Dragon Ball amazing climax. Yeah. But Sonic Adventure One left me feeling a lot warmer inside. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, the the Gamma story is legit. Just a, probably the just best story moment in Sonic, which I know is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Polly, you back yet? No. Okay. All right. Our our number eleven was Boner's favorite game, so you know it's good. Okay. Number eleven, Skies of Arcadia. Oh, hey, look, a Fuck. game that's better than fucking Sonic. Goddamn stupid piece of <laughs> shit adventure. Yeah, I told y'all I had my list of like four games I think are probably the best things I haven't played. It was Near, Skies of Arcadia, Life is Strange, and Trails in the Sky. Alright, so Boner says, Until I saw a preview for Skies of Arcadia on Planet Dreamcast, the only two JRPGs that exist as far as I know, as far as I was concerned, were Fantasy Star 4 and Shining Force 2. Anime Sky Pirates is a visual no- is visual enough concept to at least to at least garner a cursory glance, but when I got my hands on the game proper, it blew away. It blew away the kinds of hang-ups I had that had kept me from getting into other genre entries like Final Fantasy or your Chrono Triggers. The main combat system of Skies is nothing special, but the world it presents is so rich uh, with with treasures and discoveries to be found, endearing characters... And just great moments that etch it into my etch it into my memory alongside some of the most definitive gaming experiences of my youth. I still love how boss battle music changes based on how well you're doing. The feeling of satisfaction when you unleash a moonstone cannon uh, on a fucker. The goofy <laughs> smile that uh, seeing the crew members you've recruited throughout the game uh, executing a summon attack evokes. I uh, I was even hooked enough to play the stupid VMU mini game in order to farm extra items and crystals to feed the cupel. This one, <clears throat> this one hasn't had the repeat plays that Fantasy Star Four did. I did play through it once more in college, and is every bit as good as I remembered. <laughs> yeah, that game is yeah. fantastic. That game's really great. I remember, like, I versus Pi started out with yes. a bunch of Skies of Arcadia yeah, references. Yeah, I versus Pi, that's how it started. I, for some reason, I stopped, I drifted away from it after five or so hours, but the, I just remember it just being so, like, expressive and warm. Yes. And it felt like better Mega Man Legends. Basically, kind of, yeah. 
basically. Which is kind of feels amazing, weird to say, but yeah, <laughs> it felt like that, but more, more heart than Mega Man Legends. Jeez. Yeah. So I, I've been reading, you need to get back to this one for a while. That was the vibe I got. Okay, so I mentioned this is a JRPG generation. Yes. Number yep. 10. Number 10, Grandia 2. That's another fantastic RPG that had its roots on the Dreamcast for me. Yep. And all three of us voted for it, as well as a bunch of other people, because we're in the real top ten now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I actually, yes, I remember Polly telling me to play this game like a decade ago. Well, actually, cool. longer than that now. Yeah. Like 2002-ish, probably. Yeah, I, I remember forcing Rhett to basically play this game. It held me down and was like, Millennia will be your wifey. Yes! I, you playing that fucking game, John? No, I'm not. That'd be stupid. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna keep going. Number nine, Shin Megami Tensei. Dot dot dot. Persona. Dot dot dot. Three. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's a real, real great game. Yeah. Re- resonates with me way more than maybe another game that probably placed higher. <laughs> uh, did. I think. Atmospheric wise, this one appeals to me more than yeah. another game does. Yeah. But uh, gameplay wise, this would be hard to get into now. You know, yeah. I I played it again a couple of years ago and it's not that bad. Oh, yeah. cool. Anna played through most of it, like and was able to beat bosses and stuff, so I figure it's gonna be like totally impossible, but it's yeah, I think that it's not a thing that people can get into. Um, she had to put it down because the desolate atmosphere that <clears throat> she wasn't ready, she wasn't in a place for the kind of the depression, the the game where nobody likes you. <laughs> yeah, like, that game kind of that game ratchets ratchets it up in like the final few months too. Yeah, <clears throat> So it's 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 the blue game. Yeah. So yeah. I'm still interested in it. It's like a million... It's a very long game, though, so it'll be a while before I get to it, probably. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Whoa, man. That game... That game's special. That game... Yeah. That game's one of the best games ever made. It's the best Metal Gear, I think. I Uh, would be inclined to agree. Yeah, it's... It's just got a bit of everything, and it's got that fucking ending that's just... Yeah, I was going to say, nails the landing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, it could have so easily ended with af- after the um, Shagahod thing. Yeah. Too. It has this explosive, amazing mm-hmm. ret climax. Yeah, I was going to say. And, and it ends that... on this, like, lighter, Total softer downbeat. note. Yeah. Ugh. Still in a dream, etc. Yeah, that. God, that fucking video game. And then you, and then you um, fight, and then you have a revolver ocelot on the plane going out. That game is amazing all the way through, and so conceptual. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's not just like. It's not quite urbarusing like two was. It's just like this really fun video game that's so conceptual about how what that means and it's really cool and clever and 
definitely stuck in my heart the most of all those games. Yeah. Cool. So number seven is Tales of Symphonia. Oh, Whoa, that's pretty high up. That, wow, I didn't expect that game to be this high. Oh, really? People love that game. I love that game, but I did not expect... Like, This is like a game that I expected to be in like 20s, 30s. Hmm. This was also Carmichael McCallis's number one. Oh, nice. He wrote, First Tales game I played, pretty dark story for how bright and cheerful most of the game looks. Yeah. Probably one of the first games I played that effectively punished you for... for Sorry, I'll start that over. Probably one of the first games I played that effectively punished you for doing the right thing. Not that you had a choice in the matter. Yeah. Real early in the game. The combat system was excellent, and the AI of your party members was actually pretty decent, from what I recall. Oh, yeah. Like, your AI teammates were real fucking smart if you set them up with uh, good tactics. Yeah. Yeah, this is the only Tales game I've ever played, and <laughs> I did really like it, though. But it's like kind of like... Uh, when I played Ratchet and Clank, it was like, ah, I'm good after the best entry in the series. Probably, yeah. I remember gotcha. the... You know at the end when, like, Lloyd will go off with whoever you had the highest affection with? Yeah. For me, it was Rain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was so confused by that ending until I looked up why that happened. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I think that, that game's real cool. Uh, so number six was Poncho Smith's highest game. John, you have his. I do. Number, number six is Shadow of the Colossus. Hey, y'all. Hey, Rhett and Polly. Yeah. yeah. This is a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm, uh, oh, I'm kind of yeah. on board the Shadow of Colossus train. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking here. We, we all voted for this. Oh, so you did play it. I think you hadn't played it. Like when we did when we voted on like game of the decade ages ago. No, I hadn't then. But I yeah. remember I got a PS3. I played the HD one a yeah. couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, 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 that was cool. And I was like, oh, this is real good. Yeah, this game's real good. It's utterly impossible. Poncho Smith says it's utterly impossible for me to truly add any kind of new take of perspective to Shadow of the Colossus. Anything and everything that could be written about the game has already been written. Well, that just seems probabilistically untrue, Ponchi. <laughs> I largely concur with the endless superlatives that have heaved on Shadow of the Colossus. That <laughs> makes it sound like the compliments are all vomiting on Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Stunning art design, fantastic soundtrack, emotionally moving, all compliments that vomited on it. And then the Colossi themselves. I'll never forget my first encounter with one of these creatures. I wonder if it's the wing one. I was slowly making my way to where my sword was directing me. As I got closer, I could hear and feel the tremors that accompanied each step that Colossus took. Nope. It was breathtaking when I finally laid eyes upon it. Then I had to figure out what I was even supposed to do to have a chance of taking it down. Once this was accomplished, the sorrowful stings of the end of battle started to play. Only then did the gravity of what I had embarked upon sink in. Yeah, fuck. Those those end of bosses sequences are brutal. so brutal. Ugh. This grim sequence played itself out 15 more times. The Colossi would fly high into the sky and dive beneath the steps of land and water to evade me. Some became more aggressive and would bring the fight to me in order to survive. Between battles, I had nothing in the way of company, save for my horse, the, the sprawling open scenery, and my own thoughts. I asked myself if all of this was truly worth it. As the quest came to a close and I endured the trials presented by the final encounter, as I dodged every shot and climbed up the body of my massive adversary, as I drove my sword in for the final blow, I was relieved, exhausted, conflicted, 
never before I had made it to the end of a game having had it take such an emotional toll on me, so drained and numb. If that isn't the perfect way to leave a lasting impression, then I can't even fathom what is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of a perfect game. It's my favorite... It's probably my favorite video game tragedy. Yeah, I can mm. see that. I mean, yeah. most video games aren't tragedies because player power and fantasy. Yeah, and you stuff. gotta yeah. have. Yeah. You gotta make sure the player gets their happy ending. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where every, all of it is being driven forward by that kind of yeah. arrogance in the main character. I guess. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's it. Feels it has that very. It just feels very um, timeless, I think. Yeah, that whole ending sequence is just brutal. When you kind of realize the role reversal that's happening. Yeah. And how shitty that feels. Yeah. It's just like, oh, good. It's awful. It's It's amazing. What a fucking video game. Yeah. I, that was that kind of my prediction to be number one, so I was a little surprised at it being number six. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised. That is weird. All right. Shit, I, don't, I don't know what's number one. That just hit me. That's kind of exciting. Was, mostly because, you know, the whole game of the decade thing where it was Half-Life 2 versus Shadow. Yeah. Those are clearly the best two. Mm-hmm. But anyways, number five is Freezing Inferno's number one, Polly. Uh-huh. Number five is Super Smash Brothers Melee. This is this is better than Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> for hey, for some people it is. It feels a lot better than Brawl. I haven't played a lot of them like competitively or anything, but I know that it feels better to play than Brawl does. Anyway, yeah, I, I uh, this game is important to me. This is the game that I played with my friends between 2003 and 2008. 5 years and this was our game that we did. The tradition continued and continued the tradition continued and continues to this day, and we played through Brawl and keep... Wait, wait, wait. And we played through Brawl and keep playing the Wii U game whenever we all get together in summertime or during Christmas. This is basically where it became our thing, though. Oh, and we played Smash 64 sporadically. Sure, Melee, though, was where it was at. It... it... <clears throat> Man, I hate reading. I'm never I'm doing I'm never doing this again. Okay. It was here that I got rolled every day by Sheik. Here that I began tinkering with Mr. Game and Watch and started getting good. Here that I started getting goodish at Smash period and that's the process that's still ongoing today. I doubt I'd enjoy much back I doubt I'd enjoy much back to melee. What? I doubt I'd enjoy, enjoy going, going back. back to melee. Like so many pro smashing prudes seem to prefer, but there is no doubt that it, it is a game that was defined that has defined my friendship with three dorks, and that's incredibly important to me. And hey, that's sometimes all it takes. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, this was the I think this was kind of like the college party game for people for like a decade. <laughs> yeah, kind of like. This is very important for the local multiplayer, and probably why Nintendo kind yeah. of still hangs on to that. Yeah, okay. I think I think maybe the series got a little poisoned for some of us, just because Brawl kind of feels like shit to play and had that yeah. awful story mode. Um, you know what's sad is that Brawl is the only one I've played, and I bought it for the story mode. <laughs> and it's definitely it's definitely the one I've played the most because it was the one that we had that was new. Yeah. 
but and melee yeah. feels so good, and the new one feels really good, even though I barely played it. Um, yeah, so I guess like whenever I'm like, oh, but brawl felt like shit. I that's the only one I've played. Yeah, melee is so much snappier. Yeah, number four, The Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Hmm. Oh. Kind of mixed reaction there, even though me and John put this on our lists. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I mean, didn't die. Yeah. It's a little weird seeing this this high, maybe. Just a bit, like, yeah. I don't hate this game. I think it has really interesting no. ideas and a real good conclusion. Oh, yeah. It has a great beginning and a great ending. Oh, I like, love yeah. its conclusion. Too. I think its conclusion is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And I like really con- I really like the sailing conceptually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really did like that actually. Like just going off for a journey. Like games today seem to really still go for that kind of thing, like Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, just just set your destination and chill for a bit. Yeah. We're gonna have a huge open world. It would be real hard for me to go back to those dungeons after like Majora's Mask dungeons, which were yeah. like interesting and had puzzles. <laughs> Yeah, and Windmaker has, like, used the item to open the thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had not played Majora's Mask at the time, so I was off of Ocarina, so this didn't seem like such a departure from that game. Yeah. Like, honest honest speaking, like, when I played Windmaker, I decided that it was, like, one of my favorite games ever made. It was, like, oh. it made a huge impression on me, and I played it nonstop until I finished it, and waxed poetic for ages afterwards i think it was on my first game of the year list on the site ever um but i don't know it feels like it feels like the very kind of stream it start it kind of feels like the start of nintendo doing the sort of excessively streamlined yeah all sanded off edges mm-hmm. and yeah, it's the I same re- director as Majora's mask right Believe i have so. no idea honestly i think you might be but... and yeah, Uma, I... it, it's so much less weird yeah. I really wish it was more weird. I remember when I played this and it was like, oh, enemies hit you for a quarter of a heart now. And just like, uh, oh, this game's real easy, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of disappointed by that. But it, yeah, it does feel like when Zelda kind of became formulaic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we probably it's shouldn't be talking too much. That. It's a hell of a lot better than the Wii ones. Like, can we all, oh, do we all yeah. basically agree there? I haven't played Skyward Sword, but sure. Yeah, okay. Well, I barely played both of them, so... I've played I'm... Twilight Princess up to the sumo minigame and said, fuck you. <laughs> Have you truly never gotten past that? Nope. Holy shit. That's it wouldn't amazing. let me win! Oh, video game used to let me win. Oh, piss off. Okay. You want to go on? Sure. The top three. Here we go! Okay, so three and two scored very close. And, All like, right. Through the whole scoring, these top three were, like, neck and neck, and I just didn't know where it was going to come out. Number three, Persona 4. Wow. Oh, that's a good-ass video game. It's, it's a, a good, good game. Ass. It's a good game. I prefer three, but I, yeah. I you know, I can give uh, Persona 4 a nod at number three. I think Persona 4 is clearly, like, the populist po- choice, really. Oh, absolutely. Like, just yeah. by being a little sanded off basically yeah, yeah it's more streamlined it's more accessible it's nicer it does a lot to like massage your ego as the player like everybody yeah. basically loves you from the get-go yeah um i really like its story i really like it's it's like persona 3 was about death persona 4 is about truth yeah oh. 
That's real cool. Um, yeah. Um, and you just keep parting away these layers of lies and falsehoods throughout the game, and it's just about finding the real meet the real truth behind the fog and the like the true self just you know acknowledging yeah. who you are peeling away the layer of lies so that you can get to the true you yeah it's not just yeah it's applying that mystery idea plotting but then the whole time on a micro level on a diff- smaller level it's everybody peeling away their personas and yeah. getting back down to their true selves and figuring their Figuring out their shit. Yeah, it's a feel-good game. Yeah, it is. After Persona Three is very much not that. Persona Four is the 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 structure of the the structure of the story. The ideas of the story are such that it can be a feel-good game and still yeah. feel honest. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a very good and honest story. And I think it makes perfect sense to me that 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 is the one that kind of connect people connected with. Yeah. Cool. I've sadly never played one of those games. Man, you're missing real out. Good. You're missing yeah. out. Okay, so number two. Our runner up. I wonder if this is gonna give away what number one is. Oh please don't drum roll. When I say this you're gonna be like that should be number one, shouldn't it? I was shocked. Okay. Number number right. two is Resident Evil 4. How is that not number one? I, I know, right? God I have, no, I have the okay. weirdest relationship to this fucking game because I played the Wii version and it was, like, really easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Wii version is good and it's a fun way to make that Wii remote work, but it's also stupid easy. <laughs> so okay, this... there was no, like, resistance or friction and I just kind of breezed through the whole game and didn't really think about any of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I forgot it because of that. Oh, man, you should play it again on... I need something. I need to play Resident Evil 4 again. I think. Yeah, yeah, that game's real fucking good. I wasted okay. a life of my month. Yeah, a month of my life on that game. Okay. Yeah. So this thinking about bad. how that game could be if it was actually hard um, does make does yeah it floods my basement a bit. Okay, uh, this was Vanner Orion's number one, and he wrote a article about it. So um, maybe streamline. <laughs> I don't know, I really like what he wrote. Just go for it, yeah, fuck yeah. If there was ever a game like Symphony of the Night and that I've continued to play the hell out of since its original release for all the way, for this generation of games, this would be it. I've played damn near every version of this game, from the original GameCube all the way to the PC HD remaster. By the time this game had come out, the Resident Evil series had started to become stale. RE0 was pretty as hell and had some neat ideas, but it was clear that they were taking too many trips to the existing well. Resident Evil 4 was jaw-dropping. The demo kicked ass, but the final product was even more amazing. They, d- they did the smart thing, which was kill off Umbrella off-screen, and then set the tone for the game immediately by taking everything you knew and threw it out, throwing it out the window. The game did a great job of keeping you on your toes, and just as you were starting to get comfortable, the game threw a curveball and kept scaring your ass with surprising new horrific shit. The game was incredibly atmospheric, especially when night arrived. The... The changes to combat were great, with a button map specifically for your knife and the ability to use it to set up enemies for contextual, contextual attacks make it much more satisfying than in prior games. You had a wonderful arsenal of weapons at your disposal to dispatch your foes, which was oh so satisfying. Also satisfying, also satisfying was the game's difficulty. 
and the ease of which you had when escorting the ballistics attached to the president's annoying daughter, <laughs> which actually made the game more intense, as opposed to Silent Hill 4, where it made the game more aggravating. The return of Ada was great, and it's and is visually one of the most appealing things about the game, outside of her being a total badass. Every boss fight in the game was memorable as hell and super intense. Even the quick-time events weren't that bad and added to the suspense of the game. What made this great was how it balanced out the game's story by not taking itself that seriously, which was much appreciated, and something that 5 and 6 woefully abandoned for the most part. This is just one of the most satisfying games I've ever played, and I keep playing it to this day because it's that damned good, and I love it that much. Yeah. Absolutely. That game is so, 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 so good. It really is. Uh, I I I need to buy the... PC version so that we can this yeah. game can be Soxcast approved. I have the original PC release. Oh god. It is yep. so bad. Oh my god, it's a miserable train wreck. Yeah, so I don't know if people know this. There's a PC version like from before Steam was a thing. And like there's no lighting or anything and no just, shadows. It's just this like brown awful game that like crashes every 20 minutes yeah it's like worse than the infamous devil may cry 3 port and like the uh the 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 quick time events only prompt you with a button number but they don't ever surface (laughs) what buttons those are anywhere They did not give a fuck. And some of those, like, if you'll remember in the original GameCube release, they're randomized. So they're oh, not, wait, really? They're, they're not always <laughs> the same. So, like, the original PC release will pop up, like, buttons three and four. And you're like, well, what are those? So it's like, oh. you figure it out, and it's like, oh, no, buttons one and three. Like, what? <laughs> wow. It's, it's a- funny, though, because... That game is so, like, kind of iconic, though, where it's, like, a lot of people remember, like, the chainsaw guy at the start in that village, and, oh, it's so scary, and then there's also, like, your right hand comes off, and, yeah. like, all the cheese in that game is so good. The whole Salazar part is oh really funny. Oh, my God, it's so good. And then there's actually, like, really scary parts at the end with, uh, were they regenerators? Like, those things yeah, with the horrible spikes on them, like... Yeah. Like, that game does k- kind of keep twisting and changing as it goes. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is just great top to bottom. It just goes kind of nuts at the end, too. Yep. I 100%ed that shit on GameCube. Yeah, I never could. I know you got, like, the hand cannon stuff. Yep. Okay. Our number one game. Here it is! (laughs) Y'all voted for it! Wait, you talked over me saying it, though. That's okay. Nobody heard it. Okay, number one, Metroid Prime. Fuck yes. I'm totally on board with this being, like, the number one. Like, this is, like, the game that I started out like, nope, nope, don't want any of, fuck this shit, get it out of my face. And then I played it and was like, hey, guys, you heard of this great game that I played that only (laughs) I have played called Metroid Prime? (laughs) I remember just being kind of, like, so shocked at how good this was when I first played it. Like, oh my god, you d- you did Super Metroid in 3D. Exactly! It, I, should, um, it shouldn't have been as good as it was! I started this game, like, six or seven times. 
and then I finally like made the effort and finished it and hated it, <laughs> and then like ranted about it on the forum, I think, and then thought about it nonstop for like a week straight, and then decided it was one of my favorite games. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you? I like had a very interesting it? reaction. I'm sorry. What did you I, hate I, about it? Um, just the pacing's different. The pacing's weird. It's not exactly Super Metroid, basically. I mean, the, some yeah. of the stuff where you have to run around and get the keys at the end. Yeah. Like, they did that in all the Prime games is kind of annoying, but... The artifact yeah. stuff needed to go... There's more... Yeah. There's... Across the board, it's less focused on, like... Like, Super Metroid is building momentum throughout the whole <laughs> back half. Like, once you get to the wreck ship, it's kind of like... Wreck ship, Meridia, Norfair, Torian. We are powering through this game. Yeah. Um, and it's, it opens up real big around Kraid, and then it closes back in. Yeah. Um, Metroid Prime just keeps opening up the whole game. Yeah. Like, you get down to the Phazon Mines, and it's like, oh, we're building up to a big climax. But then, like, halfway through, they're like, oh, just go back to the Magma Zone across <laughs> the world so you can get the X-Ray Visor, I guess. Um, and it does that with a couple things, where you go back to backtrack, but... It kind it's of not Metro- it Metroids itself. It's not it's not wrong though because it fits that game's approach. It's not trying to be the big explosive um, game in that it's not like Super Metroid and that the world doesn't blow up at the end. Right. It's a lot chiller. It actually it wants you not to be like terrified of the planet. It wants you to build a relationship with the planet of, yeah. with Talon Four. <laughs> it wants you to care about it. Yeah. Um I've said I think this I think the story of this game is actually way less alien, way more like print, fucking Nausicaa, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Um where you have the space pirates who are just like um you know, trying to strip this planet of the resources and just be in shitheads, and we have the phase on unknown alien substance that's poisoning everything from the inside out. And then there's Samus who's basically at the intersection of all three, because she's human and she's also the Chozo, also has the Chozo who lived in harmony with Talon Four, and she winds up fusing with the Phazon too at the end. Yeah, and she's the one that protects protects Talon Four, and then she just steps out at the end and looks and then leaves, and there's no big explosion or escape sequence because you are just you're this world's protector, and it's really lovely. So I think the Zen, the more Zen pacing fits with yeah. Metroid Prime story, yeah. and that's why I think it's perfect, and I love it. And yeah. I had to figure, I had to figure that out. I figure out why it's okay that it's not exactly Super Metroid. So yeah. That, thanks for the rant. <laughs> thanks for sorry for the rant. I think yeah. it's really cool how like it's very similar to Super Metroid, but it does distinguish itself in enough ways, mm-hmm. as well as being in 3D. And then like Metroid didn't have a ton of lore before this game. Mm-hmm. And then what they did with the scanning stuff was, like, incredibly smart. It's really good. Like, you it's learn so as much about this place as you want to learn. Yeah. Um, there, there's there's way more outdoor areas, too, than in any of the other yeah. previous Metroid yeah. games. I think that says a lot yeah. about the game's approach and theming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Yeah, I think the first five Metroid games are basically, like, all kind of perfect that games that everyone should play. <laughs> like... They're all. You could really make an argument for any of them. I think just being like, yeah, these eternal greats and Metroid Prime being at the top of this kind of list 
makes me feel really good because it's the second time that well, a Metroid yeah. game has topped one of these, right? I was going to say the very first list was the Super Nintendo one, which Super fucking Metroid Super was the number one. Metroid, goddamn it! So yeah. I thought it was kind of fitting that Metroid Prime yeah. came back yeah. around. I'm pretty goddamn happy with that. Yeah, that's very yeah. pleasing. That's very symmetrical. Yes, that's nice. Since yeah. Red said he's never doing another one of these lists oh. again. God. God. And then I think the Game Boy list had like all three: had Metroid Two, Metroid Zero, Mission, and Metroid Fusion, all in the top three. Yeah, all in the top ten. Yeah, not the top three, but the top ten. God. Yeah, they did well, but none topped it. Hey guys, yeah. Metroid Fallout games Pokemon. are real fucking good. They used yeah. so John said the top five, the first five, and I'm like, oh, Zero Mission's yeah, good too. Zero the first six. Good. Then, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's really fun. I think. I think. I've, I think I'm good with zero mission again i think after am tour i was like no zero mission t- bad too oh, it's, everything's <laughs> bad but then like okay okay yeah okay chill out that game so that's really fun i guess that's it that's the that gen is, 6 list that's a gen 6 list of course thanks everybody list. for taking the time and being patient with us to get this thing done. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Life is... Look, it's been a fucking busy and awful kind of last six <laughs> months or so. Uh, but it's finally done and it's out there and we're never doing anything like this again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, what's left? Nothing. Gen Top- 7. Top Master System games, come on. Oh, Jesus. There you it would be go. shorter. Yeah, would, yeah, it'd be like, it would just be one game. Zillion. <laughs> Fantasy, Star. Fantasy Star 1. Fantasy Star 1's alright, but you can get it on the Genesis, too. No, I ex- remember that fight we had. Oh, God, that fucking fight. Never mind. <laughs> I explicitly yeah. banned Fantasy Star from the Genesis list. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's, yeah, it's... Number one and two, Zillion and Fantasy Star in N order. We'd have to fight it out, though. All right, all right. There's then, your, there's your, there's your Master System list. Fantasy didn't Star e- the Maze. You didn't Fantasy even know you were going to get one. <laughs> all right, Two so John, Brett, thanks for joining me. Yep. Uh, and we'll catch you guys again on the next SoxCast. Uh, remember, the podcast that loves you, we're the only ones that love you.